0: Pirates versus tyrants. This is the Tom Ren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, 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 and welcome, folks. I got to tell you, uh, well, I was right. So were a lot of us. It's not just me. There were a lot of us that was right, were right. Uh, you know, we've been talking about the corruption that was J-6 for a long time, and it's it's just a just blatantly apparent to anybody who's paid any attention. But now, uh, thanks to McCarthy following through, sort of, and making sure that the the tapes are a little more available, and thanks to Tucker doing some serious work, we're seeing just exactly how egregious and how rotten this cover-up is. And I got to tell you, I'm going to come back to this probably several times throughout the show but uh, the best part of the whole thing is how mad the Democrats are. I think that's hilarious. It's hilarious that the Democrats are acting as though they are incensed and upset about the fact that the truth is coming out. They have been they have imprisoned people falsely for for years now for a setup for just garbage yet these guys have the audacity to act like they're offended that the truth is coming out. The J6s are sitting in jail because of a corrupt political scheme, because the Democrats colluded to set them up to try and make sure there would never be another Trump presidency. These guys are sitting in jail for that reason, and yet the Democrats have the audacity to act as though they are offended or upset that the, that the truth is coming out. you got to be kidding me. Little Chucky Schumer, who I, I just uh, sent a smart aleck troll message to on Twitter, uh, this guy is out there. He is just, I am so offended. The people, we the people of the United States, they were within 30 feet of me. Can you imagine how that I mean how terrifying is it that real people real Americans were within 30 feet of Jesus Chuck you Schumer Christ This guy thinks he's some kind of a god Are you kidding me He's offended these people we had to go the other direction Oh that's scary Chuck that's scary you mean you had to go the other direction from the people who were being escorted through the Capitol by the Capitol police? You were what? You were worried that they might want to shake your hand? Oh, we wouldn't want that. Not for you, Chuck Schumer. Chuck Jesus Christ Schumer. Jeez, oh, Pete. Folks, this is unbelievable. These guys don't realize they're supposed to work for us. They do not get it. It's lost. But that's our fault, folks. It's our fault. It's because we aren't enforcing that idea. We are not standing as a people. We are not holding our elected officials accountable. These just scumbag piece of garbage trash monkeys are running around in Washington, D.C. like they are something special. Chuck Schumer is blowing a gasket because Tucker Carlson, he put all this, he took it out of context. What do you mean he took it out of context? He showed video of this guy, of uh, the what's the guy? The guy with the horns. Oh, what's his name? Uh, the sh- uh, shaman, Jacob Chansley. The guy's getting escorted around the Capitol. And then here's the best part, folks. Here's the best part. The Capitol Police said, "Well, it was because we were so outnumbered, we were scared." There's. I'm looking at a picture uh, on Liberty uh, Daily, and. Uh, The picture shows this guy with two cops wandering around the the Capitol. There's no one within 50 feet. They were scared because they're outnumbered. What, him and his horns? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This is the most ridiculous and corrupt scheme I've ever seen. And the Democrats are furious because their lies are coming out. I am telling you right now, my, my lawyerly opinion is that the lawsuits should never end. These J6ers should be suing every crook that did. I mean, because you got to understand, folks, these guys didn't violate their constitutional rights a little bit. This was egregious. This was mind-blowing. This was so far outside the scope of anybody's role as a government official. These guys need to be, this is not, You cannot, as a federal employee, use your position to abuse people's constitutional rights. And that's really what happened. This was entrapment. It was a setup. And the truth is coming out. And the Democrats are furious. They're fit to be tried. For two years, we've been lying about this. And now Tucker Carlson's ruining our story. That's what that comes out to. That's what's going on here, folks. Oh, my God, the Democrats... Tucker Carlson's telling the truth about us. I mean, that's it's too bad. I feel very bad for poor Chuck Schumer. I can only imagine the fear he had, thinking that he might have to see a real American person. They might have even wanted, to, can you imagine they could have wanted to shake his hand? They could have said, hey, can we say hi to you? They might even ask for a selfie. I mean, he, he could have caught COVID from these people. I don't even know if they were wearing masks. I mean, think how scary that is. Some of them might not have been vaccinated. That's terrifying. Poor Chuck Schumer. Poor Chuck Schumer. The the lies that are coming out on this, and I'm looking over at my stack of stuff here. I mean, we've got new angles of body cam from the January 6th beating of Victoria White, White, right? I mean, they beat this poor woman just the 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 beating was so brutal. It was horrible. I mean, these guys incited the riot firing munitions, laughing about it. I mean, literally, everything about January 6th was intentionally a setup to try and blame people. And here's the real, real problem, folks, and the thing that really upsets me, is what January 6th really was, was a bunch of scumbags in Washington scaring we the people into not going back to Washington. There hasn't been another big conservative protest in Washington since then nothing real. It worked. We, the people have been too afraid to do a real protest there. Too afraid. They, they sent a message. We will imprison you. If you question our authority, we will lie. We will create false narratives. We will make sure that you're held accountable. If you question our authority, that's what January 6th was. Donald Trump, you will never be president again. That's what January 6th was. Now, here's the real question. Are we going to accept it? I want to know about the communications. When are we going to get the document documents? I want to know what sort of interactions Pelosi's office had with the Capitol Police. I want to know what sort of interactions Pelosi's office had with the DOJ and the FBI. I want a complete rundown of every FBI asset that was at January 6th, because I'm more than willing to say I think that the, that this was a bunch of plants. I think this was an FBI setup. I think it was done in, I think Pelosi and the Democrats colluded with the FBI, the DOJ, and the Capitol Police to set this up. And I think that given that they have actually had the audacity to claim an insurrection in this country, after, after now, you know, we see that, that this was incited and corrupt from the beginning. I think that the, that it's necessary for the future of our democracy. I think this needs to be a full and transparent investigation. Are these people working for us? Is this we the people? Or is this really just a corrupt, uh, corrupt government? I mean, are we living in a banana republic? It looks like we are, folks. And we got to demand some real transparency, not just a partial disclosure. And I don't want something like we got with the uh, the whole Wuhan thing where well we're going to disclose just what China did. No, I want to know what everything, I want a fully transparent, not a partial investigation, a full and transparent investigation. Now that we know the truth, thank you, Kevin McCarthy. Now that you've shown us what's going on, we need a full and trans. This is shown why it's so important. We need a January 6th committee, but it can't be led by a bunch of congressional crooks. We need an independent January 6th committee. We need an independent January 6th committee of We the People, and everyone on that committee should have the finances of them and their families open for investigation. That needs to be a non, uh, non-political thing. We need a full, transparent investigation. Uh, some special counsel. It needs to be a special counsel team of people who are truly independent. We need absolute justice on this. It's. I mean, listen, we're at the point now, folks, where our democracy is at risk. Our republic is at risk. We've been lied to by our DOD. We've been lied to by our uh, DOJ. We've been lied to by our, our congressional leaders. Folks, Are they trying to start a civil war? What are they doing? I don't want that. I don't want war. I don't want violence. I want peace. I want these people to be held accountable under the rule of law. No one wants that. But they're not. They're not. These are a bunch of criminals. This is criminal. Okay. This is criminal. They're not just violating regular laws. These are Foundational constitutional principles that our elected officials are are violating, and I got to tell you, the way that these guys lied on the January sixth committee to me is beyond criminal. These are constitutional issues. These are foundational issues to our republic, folks. If we can't hold our elected officials accountable to the Constitution of the United States, if they're willing to abuse their power to destroy and to step on the constitutional rights of the citizens, we got to do something. This is a crisis situation, folks. I mean, they've been doing it on a a number of fronts, whether it's censorship, fraud in elections. I I, I mean, you name it. They will do anything to maintain and expand their power, and we've got to take a stand on this. It is terrifying what's going on, folks. It's terrifying. We have got to stop it. Listen, we've got a Department of Defense that worked with our intelligence agencies and a private American company to transfer technology to an enemy that would allow them to create bioweapons that they've said they want to use on us. Then when that happened, we didn't want to investigate it. We wanted to pretend like it was not there. Well, i bet they don't want to investigate it. By the way, you remember when I did the DOD data? When I went and I spoke in Senator Johnson's roundtable and I dropped the information on the DMED data, showed the huge increases in vaccine deaths. You remember how I the, I talked about the fact that we caught them changing that data? And then they tried to discredit me. Now, the DOD never actually responded to anything that I presented. They never under oath responded. All they did was said in one statement, one statement, that there was a glitch in the system. Well, we caught them. I have video of them changing the data, right? Teresa Long, Pete Chambers, these heroes, Mark Bradshaw, these guys, they put that data, They great personal risk. They brought that data so we could get it out there. The same DOD that lied about the creation then lied about that. All tied to the same people who lied about the the uh, everything else, COVID, All, and you know, same people who lied about January six, lied about the elections, folks. We've gotta we've gotta wake up to the fact that our government is not working for us. Our bureaucrats need to be removed. We need to start over. Clean slate. We got to get rid of these guys and start over. We need to, just about everybody in the bureaucracy needs to be gone. We need to start over. And uh, if you can't take an oath to this country, if you can't be a true patriot to America, you have no business working in our government. You're not a civil servant. Civil servants used to be respected. They weren't paid well but they were serving in a capacity where they were helping our country. That's gone. Now we have a bunch of self-interested, crooked bureaucrats who are selling out at every opportunity. Our government's too big, folks. Our government's too big. It's lost sight of this, and there is no better example of the fact that our government has lost sight of the fact that they serve the people than Chuck Schumer standing there screaming on the floor that – He's mad that Tucker Carlson told the truth. How dangerous January 6th was. He had to go the other direction. They were within 30 feet of him. Those crazy rioters. I'm sure that they were being totally crazy 30 feet away. I'm sure. You know, by the way, Chucky, that picture of you being 30 feet from them is probably in that video that Tucker Carlson has. I hope he pulls it out. I'd love to see how crazy and violent they were thirty feet from you. You said that they were you know, these terrible, horrifying rioters. It had to be terrifying for you, right, Chuck? Right? Had to be terrifying that we, the people, were within thirty feet of one of their elected officials. Right? Elected representatives. You know, like you're supposed to be, Chuck. Terrifying, right? Thirty feet. Uh, let's let's hope that Tucker Carlson gets the video. Because, you know, pretty much all of Congress has got cameras. So there should be an angle somewhere of of the horror you must have felt. And I'm sure you sprinted away because you said you ran. So I'm sure it was a dead sprint. You look like you do a lot of running, Chuck. Only thing Chuck Schumer runs after is a guy guy holding out a $100 bill. The guy is a crooked piece of garbage who'd sell his soul for a nickel. This is absolutely ridiculous. You know, I like to give the Republicans a hard time, but the reality is is that the Republicans are much closer to our side than the Democrats. This piece of trash Chuck Schumer, the fact that he would actually complain that we the people are getting the truth is incredible to me. It is incredible. I pray that Tucker keeps this fight up. I keep and keeps pushing this. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, but w- I think we need to make sure that all of that video is available to all we the people. And we also need to have the rest of the, the investigation, right? Everything needs to be there. All the paperwork, all the communications, the FBI assets. That's all got to be public. Folks, I need your help. I need your support. Go to tomrens.com. Support my sponsors. Buy some gold. BHSPM.com. Tell them Ren sent you. Go to my pillow. You're gonna buy it anyway. Lindell's got great stuff. If you're gonna buy it from Lindell. Tell him I sent you. You're helping me. We gotta raise money. We gotta keep fighting so that we can, uh, you know, this. We can't let this stuff go on, folks. We gotta. We we need a thousand lawyers doing this. Got to keep building the organization, building the army, building this out. All that matters is our freedom, but it doesn't happen unless we fight for it. It's expensive. I can't hire people for free. I'm not a rich man. I'm just some guy i need help i need support i need you to share our message help us push it on twitter and true social get out there support us we'll be right back
1: we know you love the versatility and portability of the genesis fogger but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it well we heard you introducing the ux4 hocl atomizer For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe. Yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a made-in-America climate plan. A plan based on real science that responds to the real-world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure. A plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, ICSC-climate.com.
0: Okay, folks, welcome back. Now, I probably should have opened with this because it's clearly the most important news on the planet. Okay. I got to tell you, folks, um, this is not at all shocking to me. There's a couple articles out today. And they're talking about the vaccines. And I'm going to tell you, I got a big headline, but I'm going to make you wait for a second. I don't, I yeah, I'm teasing you along. I want to make sure you don't turn out. Big headline here. But uh, articles related to the vaccines and some other articles. And Epochs has a great one. This, this article from Epochs is talking about the World Health Organization. You know, their new chief scientist, this uh, Jeremy Farrar, was very much instrumental in covering up the lab origins of COVID. Ferrar went out of his way to make sure that nobody knew the truth about where it went, and we have a bunch of emails and some other things that are coming out talking about Ferrar and Ian Lipkin working together to cover this up. Uh, Lipkin was on the board of directors for Eco Health Alliance, by the way. Uh, Ian Lipkin, while it worked, also he's a professor at Columbia. He also was involved with the cover-up, it appears, uh, this whole, this whole uh, SARS-CoV-2 origin thing. So Lipkin and Frar were colluding together to try and cover up the lab origin of SARS-CoV-2. And, and these, uh, this Epoch Time article does a great job of laying out you know, the changes and the conspiracy to cover this up. And they do they do a good job. Like I said, they've uh, they've really gone through all these things and really kind of laid it out. It's almost like they read my read my report, uh, which is, you know, well probably what they exactly what they did. Anyways, uh, but but Farrar actually talks about Lipkin about changing words in the report and how he's going to pressure nature to get this proximal origin. Because they really needed to cover up the lab origins, right? The origin of COVID is critical. The origin of COVID, the thing that's coming out of this, there's a lot of things that are coming out of it. But the reason that the origin is so important is that as we start deconstructing what occurred, we got to recognize where it came from. And the origin ties back to our defense department EcoHealth Alliance, Fauci, all these guys, right? Now, we've talked about this. You had Metabiota, which is was owned in part by Rosemont Seneca, which was Hunter Biden's investment firm. So Hunter Biden likely made money off the creation of SARS-CoV-2. I think that's a reasonable thing to assume. But uh, you've got all of these politically connected people, all these crooks working to create this disease, all tied together through DOD. Now, Hunter Biden has made a lot of money through his DoD connections, right? Everybody likes to talk about the Republicans as being uh, the you know, military-industrial complex, but make no mistake, Biden and his crew seem to have made a lot of money off of selling interests, uh, particularly tied to DoD over the years. Well, DoD coordinated all this, and when DoD is creating bioweapons, if you talk to bioweapon specialists, people who do this scientific work, what you'll find is they'll, they'll generally say that when DOD is sponsoring work that could create a bioweapon, they also tend to create the solution at the same time. This is an important aspect of this, right? Because it's very likely that if they're doing the gain of function work to create uh, a thing like SARS-COVID-2, it, they were creating the vaccine at the same time, right? I mean, that makes sense. And this again, this goes back to dual use research Dual use research is a term that's used to describe research it's done that could work both as uh, something that's helpful and as a hindrance. So uh, when we look at this, the dual use re- research that was in place here is research related to uh, you know, this gain of function on coronaviruses. and whether you look at it as as gain of function that's being done to facilitate a vaccine or a vaccine that's being done in conjunction with bioweapons defense development, it's the same thing. And in either event, you do it at the same time. You're working on the vaccine at the same time. you do. So they probably had this, which explains why Moderna had an mRNA candidate within three days. Now the problem is folks, and if we go back over the records over the years, we see that, there's a lot of big pharma people who've been wanting to get this gene therapy stuff out to the public for a lot of years, but they couldn't get anyone to participate in clinical trials because no one wanted big pharma to screw with their genetics. You don't come back from that. When they screw up your genetic code, you don't come back from it. As we're seeing now, died suddenly anybody? Okay. So this is really starting to kind of create a cohesive story. You know, they, they, they probably had these gene therapy things sitting on a shelf since the time that they created SARS-CoV-2. SARS-CoV-2 gets out. Now, did it get out because it was released or because it got out by accident? I don't know, and it doesn't really matter. I don't have evidence that they released it on purpose. Would I would I say that they're be, it's, you know, beneath them? Hell no. But do I have any real evidence? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, but regardless of whether it was released or got out, It gets out, and guess what? Big Pharma just happens to have some gene therapy sitting on the shelf waiting to go. Well, no better time than that to ramp up a terror campaign on the public to convince people that they were going to need to do anything about it. Fast forward a year. You know what? We've got these gene therapy products that could could help you, and this is so dangerous because we've been telling you for a year now how dangerous this is and that everybody's going to die. Uh, you should all take it. It's the only solution, right? We got to get back open. You know, if we don't, if we don't do this, we can't open up. Now, we the people could have just said, you know what? I'm not going to wear a mask anymore. I'm just going to open up. I don't care. We could have done that. Civil disobedience works. Uh, you know, these are unjust laws. They weren't. They weren't acceptable. If millions of people had just said, yeah, to hell with you. And I'm fine. But instead, uh, we didn't have the courage to stand for our rights. So instead, we capitulated. And a lot of people took this so that they could travel or so that they could open up or so they could get back to normal. You know, it would have been definitely worse. I love it when people die. Oh, it would have been so much worse if we wouldn't have had them. No, no, it couldn't be worse. Hundreds of millions of people have been injected with something that's going to create lifelong health problems or death in the very short term, and sterility in the the rest. It doesn't get much worse than that, folks. These were a disaster, but they were a well-known and planned disaster. So, you know, we put this out, and remember I told you at the beginning of the segment, folks, I had the big headline? Okay, are you ready? Now, this headline, and I've saved this, right? I'm saving this because uh, I wanted, I knew there was going to be a time when I could really do this, when I could find a headline that was going to be so monumental that uh, I would, I, I could shut down all the people who keep saying to me, "Oh, we had to get this vaccine out; it would have been so much worse. We'd have been locked down for decades." Okay, ready, folks. Headline, COVID vaccine is causing penis injuries. Yeah, that's it, folks. Okay, I might have overbuilt that one. But uh, uh, Emerald Robinson, who I I adore, she's a a brilliant journalist and actually reports truth, uh, had Naomi Wolf on, and uh, she tweeted, turns out Nicki Minaj was right. The mRNA jabs are causing adverse reaction for some men. Some men are suffering from penis injuries after getting the shot, according to the Daily Clout. Okay, guys. You know, guys always get this bad rap for thinking uh, the wrong way. Well, here you go, folks. You want to get the jab? You can deal with those problems. These jabs, joking aside, folks, joking aside, these jabs are causing so many issues. And it doesn't matter where you look. There's always another problem. Why is that? Have you noticed how many things seem to be getting tied back to the jab? I want to address that because one of the things that, well, how comes everything's a jab? Someone asked me this. Everything's a jab. Well, here's the problem. We're built based on this, this computer program-like structure, our genes, our DNA, right? Our DNA is the code by which our body functions, So when you talk about gene therapies, you're talking about changing the very essence of what makes a human, right? We're not talking about uh, a medicine that affects, you know, how this part of your body works or that part of your body works. We're talking about uh, something that you're putting in your body that changes how your body is made. The core instructions that allow life to exist is in human form. When you change those, you're changing what it means to be human. You're changing humanity. Now, ethical questions aside, a small change can have huge, huge impacts. And we have no idea what changing a line or two of code will do across the body. There are so many different interconnected aspects of this. God created our human bodies and human life in a way that is so complex and so just amazing it's just very finely balanced we got these buffoons sticking this this tech into us that's screwing with that makeup and yeah it's creating systemic problems everywhere now we know that the jabs cross the blood-brain barrier they go into every part of your body there's nothing in your body that isn't affected by these jabs but there's a whole bunch of different problems. There's the stuff that delivers the RNA into your body, you know, these lipid nanoparticles and all these different things that appear to be poisonous and have all sorts of problems. There's the, the RNA itself, which appears to be reverse through reverse transcriptase inscribing itself into our genetic makeup in a permanent fashion. It's changing who you are, it's changing what your humanity is, it's changing those instructions that make you you. Now, that wasn't, they claim that wasn't supposed to happen, but they claim that. while well, Klaus Schwab is talking about the fact that if you take these genetic uh, modifying vaccines, that they change who you are. They change you. Now, Klaus Schwab is saying the appos- absolute opposite of what we're supposed to be hearing from these big pharma guys. Why is he doing that? Do you think he doesn't know anything? Who's lying? I'll be honest. I don't trust any of them. these gene therapies are devastating devastating more importantly than devastating health effects though is that we is what we don't know are they changing how you think are they changing your emotions are they changing how you feel you know we talked about uh the chinese super soldier programs right one of the things that they liked uh that's been reported that they've been working on with these chinese super soldier programs is the ability to get rid of human emotions like remorse and guilt. That's important if you want to create a killing machine, right? Because it's not natural to want to kill another human being. So if you want to create a a true super soldier, you got to take their hesitation about killing and slaughtering and murdering. That's not natural. So I guess once you've done that, is that person still a person? Is that a human being at that point? Once you've taken their empathy the ability to feel. And how do we know what these are doing? We don't. I mean, if they change your genes, if they change your genetic makeup, are you going to know that you change? I mean, are you going to know that something changed your programming, that changed how you think, how you feel? I don't know. How would you know? Don't tell me that you do know because I don't know how you would. How would you know that? See, we don't know what they do. We don't know how they affect the aspects of humanity that make us human. You know, we don't we just don't know that. For those of us that believe in a soul, which apparently these guys don't, what does it do there? What does it do? How does it how about that connection between our, our life force or soul and our bodies that are now irrevocably changed? how does that look how does that work there's so many things we don't know about this but yet we we're rushing forward and you know make no mistake i keep talking about this and i'm going to keep talking about it they are changing every vaccine into an mrna vaccine there's no cost benefit to changing a smallpox vaccine or a tetanus vaccine or an mmr to a gene therapy there's no benefit to that why are they doing it Plus the gene therapies, they haven't been out. They've only been out for a couple of years. So we don't have 20 years of data. We're just bypassing all that safety data because they don't care because they're corrupt. They're bypassing all that. They're just moving ahead. Had they, had they tried to improve this normally, there'd be another 10, 15 years before they even got close. But they didn't, they're, they're doing this illegally and corruptly. So where does that leave us folks? and again why why now they tell us that these aren't going to change your genes and they aren't going to change you permanently and do this that, and other unless you're listening to klaus schwab and the investors right now if you listen to them they tell you that it changes you have all know Noah harari is real clear these are going to change you right uh, and he keeps talking about surveillance under the skin too which is really a big deal why what, you know i mean what about this is giving surveillance Uh, what, how is there surveillance here? What what do you mean surveillance under the skin? Now, Clay Clark has talked a lot about the quantum, the quantum dots, things like that. And that's a really interesting thing. And we may get into that coming up, but, uh, remember not only are they modifying our genes, but they're also injecting us with the carrier particles that allow that to get in there. What's in that, you know, what, what's, what's all that about? What is all, why is that all there? You know there's some interesting things Uh, the the interesting uh, one of the interesting chemicals uh, luciferase uh, which looks like luciferase uh, but luciferase is uh, it's 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 essentially a tracking chemical Uh, you can you know they use that you can see where you can kind of track where the The vaccines go in the body and things like that is kind of a tracking thing. Are they, you know, what's, what's the deal with the luciferase? Why do you need that? What's going on there? Uh, I haven't been able to find anybody who's given me a really good explanation for why that's a necessary thing. A lot of shady things happen with this folks and a whole lot of things that they're not revealing and you don't hide things unless there's something to hide, Right. Everything that they've ever done to test mRNA has been a failure. mRNA gene therapies in any animal, everything else, it kills everything. It's a disaster. The greatest and the the widest experimental uh, program in history has been what's happened to human beings. How do you feel knowing that you were an experiment? Well, I don't know if Kofix will help you with uh, your your jabs, but it will help you with your colds. I want to urge everybody to get some Kofix. Keep it around. Uh, you get messy, gunky stuff in your sinuses or anywhere else. You use this stuff; it, it kills the germs. It goes right to the germs. It kills them. A great product. I love it. Click on the banner ad to get it. You got to use out loud code at checkout, though. Out loud code at checkout gets you a big discount on it, and it lets them know that you're buying because you he heard us. It's good. It's good. You know, I mean, it's nice if. People think that someone's listening to me. Makes me feel good. So make sure you use an out loud code to check out, folks. Get yourself some co-fix and stick with us. We'll be right back.
1: These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health.
0: Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, Boost your immunity. Go to healthycell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. Healthycell.com code OUTLOUD. Healthycell.com code OUTLOUD.
2: We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Whoa, well, wait, we wash our nose? and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today.
0: Okay, folks, welcome back. So, you know, we've hit on a few different things today, but I think kind of one of the most important things is, is when we start talking about all the things happening in this country, one of the most important and fundamental questions we have to ask ourselves is for the people that aren't doing anything yet, for the people that are afraid, for the people that are standing by, who are sitting around and waiting for I don't know. Uh, waiting for something. you know, It's not bad enough for them to react. Uh, just keep my head down. Just keep on chugging. My question is, and I, I, I go to this a lot, but I don't think we can ever over ask the question. When will you fight? When will you stand up? When will you have the courage to do something? I mean, even if you're just supporting your fellow patriots who are fighting, even if you're just sharing messages, even if you're sharing this show, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It just when are you going to do something? When are you going to take that great risk of possibly offending someone by telling them what you think? When are you going to do anything that promotes freedom? What do we got to do? You know, we got all Noah Harari and Klaus Schwab out there talking about changing our genes and, uh, you know, eliminating our species. Uh, Harari's actually talked about that, right? He's actually talked about, you know, homo, homo sapiens are going to be gone. We're going to get rid of the species because they're going to remake them in his image. That's right, folks, not his not God's image. We're going to remake them in Harari's image. Harari who is talking extensively about how much uh, you know, how sad it is that Hitler and Stalin didn't have the power that he has. It's insane. It is incredible. That these people are are doing this and talking about this. But it's even more incredible to me how many people don't care. And, you know, I understand that you say, well, a lot of people don't know he's saying this. And some of you are probably saying, are you sure he said that? He couldn't have really said that. No, he really did. He really did. The guy is constantly talking about Hitler and Stalin and you know, he he loves Chinese Chinese Communist Party. I mean, the CCP, is he loves them. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's talking about eliminating free will and enslaving humanity and all these horrible things. And we have a whole lot of nothing happening. I don't know, folks. I, I don't know. I, I'm not of the mindset that I, I just accept the world around me, right? If I'm not happy or comfortable with what I'm seeing, I do something about it. And I understand that a lot of people say, well, what can I do? It's too big for me. I can't do anything about it. I don't want to know about this because I can't change it. Well, you're right. You're right. If you don't want to do anything about it and you're not willing to try, then you can't change it. But you can help and you can make changes if you're willing to put yourself out there. I, I think one of the things... I love Sherry Tenpenny. She's such a dear friend to me. And uh, Sherry would always scold me when I started fighting and I started getting on the news and getting on this and getting on that. She would always scold me. She'd say, you know, Tom, you got to quit saying you're a nobody. And I used to tell Sherry, and I stand by this, that is the most important thing to this day that I am. And it's not because I don't think I have value on the planet. It's not because of some sense of, of low self-esteem or something like that. It's because the fact that I am a nobody, the fact that I'm just some guy living in a little town, but that I'm fighting back so hard is really the most important thing that I am. And I, wanna, I, wanna, I say that to people because I want you to understand you're no different than me. You're no different than the other people that are fighting. And I may be a nobody, but I have had an impact on the fight. Well, you don't have to be a big shot. Not everybody can be Donald Trump. That's fine. But you don't need to be. You just need to be relentless and fearless and willing to fight and willing to stand. And the question becomes when? When will you get that way? How bad does it have to get before you'll stand for your kids, for our future, for our country, for our freedom? I mean the censorship the J6 the the covid everything you know how bad does it have to be the inflation the central bank digital currencies when does it get bad enough that you do something that's the question folks that's the real question and until it is and until enough people are willing to do something about it it isn't going to change so yeah i think that that one of the most profound questions we can ask ourselves is when when do we fight back? When do we fight back? And you know, I look at World War II a lot on this because I see so many parallels. I see evil rising in our world. And I don't know how else to say it. When you have people talking about enslaving humanity who are at the same time talking about being fans of Hitler and Stalin, uh, I mean, I don't know what that could be but evil. I mean, when you see people putting out gene therapy drugs that they knew didn't change uh, the transmission rates, and they knew you know, that they, they didn't understand how they could possibly work to make anything better, but they still f- tried to force it on everybody for profit, despite the fact that it was killing people. What is that but evil? When will you stand against evil? And don't, this, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know. So what? You have an obligation to know what's going on in your life. That's like when you get pulled over for a speeding ticket. You're like, I thought it was 55, it was 35, but what? Officer, but I thought it was 50. So what? You have an obligation to know. And if you're a parent, even more so, because you got a duty to your babies. You got to take care of them. I didn't know doesn't cut it. Not when there's this kind of evil coming, because this kind of evil isn't going to care if you say, well, I didn't know you were coming. This is the kind of evil that you don't come back from gotta fight people we gotta to stand together we gotta to stand strong on this you know these democrats that are selling out and doing things like J6 selling out trying to keep trump out you know they're doing it for their own political purposes but the reality is they're getting used by people who are real evil those real evil people are people who they don't want trump in because they don't want someone who's going to fight their agenda same for some of these other these other people. I mean, the, the, you can tell who it is that we need to support by who the left and particularly the CCP and the globalists oppose most. Those are the ones we got to support. It's an unbelievable situation, folks. I want to hit a couple other things. Uh, now, this may come to a shock to you guys. I know this was shocking to me. When I think of the pinnacle of health, and fit, able bodied strong-mind people. The first one that comes to my mind is John Fetterman. I mean, who doesn't? Shockingly, Fetterman has health troubles, and headline, John Fetterman may resign, leaving Democrats scrambling over future of the Senate seat. Uh, This isn't included, but that he stole. Um, So, uh, you know, the Democrats stole that Senate seat, got it to Fetterman. And, you know, I actually think that that was just a statement steal. I don't think that that steal had anything to do with them wanting John Fetterman in. I think they just wanted to show that they could put the least qualified person on the planet in and still steal the election. I think that was the point of the Fetterman race. I, they literally found, I mean, the guy just isn't even there. You know, I, I mean, he actually makes Biden look a wearer. And functional. It's unbelievable. And I feel bad for the guy's health problems. But, I mean, the guy's also a corrupt piece of garbage who decided to put himself in the public eye because he did. And so, you know, guess what? Uh, You decide to do that, you're a target. I mean, ask me. I get targeted all the time. Just the way that it is. If you take a stand on things, you're going to get targeted. So, anyways, Fetterman is... uh, a health disaster. But uh, don't worry, folks. Uh, Democrat governor, who also stole the election uh, in Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro, will appoint some other piece of garbage Democrat lunatic to take his spot. And, uh, you know, uh, they're saying that uh, they don't really have a plan on this. Eh, I don't know if I believe them, but it's out there. I want to hit another story uh, this one, I actually, I want to go through this a little bit, and I saved it for last. I wanted to have a little bit of time on this. Headline, Supreme Court Sides with Offended Atheists in Lawsuit Against Florida Over City Prayer vigil. Now, when you hear that, and this is in Epoch Times, so Epoch Times usually does a good job. Uh, they're a little timid about some publishing some stories, but they generally do a pretty good job. Uh, the reason that I'm bringing this up is i want to talk about and believe it or not so i spend a lot of time ripping courts and our justices but i also want to point out uh, in fairness when when there's something that's kind of misleading going because sometimes they get it right and i want to talk about what happened here so if you look at this you're at first glance you're like oh the supreme court sold out right no not really not really so This story talks about this this case, and this case, uh, quote, the case dates to 2014 when Akala held a public vigil after drive-by shootings in which young children were injured. Community leaders suggested that a prayer vigil be conducted to promote uh, public healing, and a local police chief encouraged residents to attend. Some local atheists, the respondents in the current appeal, attended the vigil and claimed that by organizing the event, the city had violated the so-called separation of church and state and the Constitution's Establishment Clause, which prevents the government from establishing an official religion and expressing a preference for one religion over another. Okay. So this is a bunch of perpetually offended, uh, wormy, weeny little atheists, right? Obviously, I think that they're they're garbage. And uh, I am... Uh, very, very, very much pro-First uh, Amendment. And the First Amendment does not prevent, the, uh, the, uh, prevent uh, the, the existence of religion. It just prevents establishment of an official religion. Uh, and it doesn't ban faith. It just bans the establishment of any sort of official religion, right? Uh, and it also, by the way, folks, I know this may be a surprise to you, It is freedom of religion, not from, right? It doesn't prevent religion in any way, shape, or form. It just prevents the establishment of a state religion. So when I see this case and I see that headline, you know, the first thing I looked at and I was like, wait a second, that's garbage. And I was fussy about it, but then I thought and I was like, you know, it doesn't seem real consistent because this Supreme Court has been pretty pro-religious freedom, and they've had it wrong a couple times. But they have been pretty consistently pro-religious freedom. So I read the story, and I went through it, and I looked a little bit at the case. And what I want to do is I want to use this as a case study, right? The media doesn't necessarily understand the nuance of the law, even good media like Epoch. And so when they report these things, sometimes it gets lost in translation. I think that's important because when we look at what's happening to Kerry Lake, you have the intentional mis- mis- uh, conveyance of information on what's going on there. I mean, there you have the most corrupt judiciary and judicial actions in history, but they're being covered up. Here, you just have a misunderstanding of something that was actually a legitimate case. And let me explain why I say that. So we go through it, and uh, what's happened is, is this case uh, made it up through the 11th Circuit, and during the time that this case was was before the 11th Circuit, the Supreme Court ruled on another case, right? And that was that Washington State case uh, that uh, the coach was leading prayers. And uh, it, it, the, the left made a huge deal. I believe it was the Lemon case. Is that what it was? Uh, but yeah, the Lemon case, they overruled, or kind of distinguished from past precedent and said, you know, this football coach, he didn't do anything wrong, right? And he didn't. I mean, there's no reason he couldn't pray at the 50-yard line. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. No one, no one had to do it. Nobody was forced to do it. So they set a new standard when the Supreme Court did that, right? And that happened while this case was in front of the 11th Circuit. So uh, what, the, what the 11th Circuit said is, listen, you need to go back to the district court in light of the new Supreme Court precedent, and you need to argue this under the new law. Now this is important because remember, the job of the courts is to apply the law to the facts of a case. Well, when the law changes in the middle of a case, you have to redo it, right? Because you can't argue it using the old facts and the old law. It, it's it's no longer valid. It's different. So the law changed during the pendency of this case. So the 11th Circuit just sent it back and said, argue this consistent with the current law. Because when you go to appeal, you can't appeal on a record that doesn't exist. You can only exi- appeal what's on the record. Okay. I don't know if this is, hopefully this is making sense, folks. So what happened was, is you know, then the city said, no, 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 you just need to, and they said one to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, no, you got to go back and you got to argue it consistent with the law. So the atheists didn't win. They didn't win anything on this. All that the court said was you got to go back and argue it consistent with the law. The laws change. You just got to be consistent with it. We need to know, we need to develop a case record so that we can make our appeal appellate decisions based on that record. So this wasn't a bad ruling honestly. Uh, now, the case, you know, uh, is based on something called an offended observer standard, which is complete trash. It's complete trash. Uh, I fully expect, and you can see by a couple of the, the comments that were made on this case from the SCOTUS, that they're pretty skeptical about this whole offended observer thing. And that's good. That, that doctrine needs to go away. But that I, I expect that when this case reaches the SCOTUS again, which it will, uh, that they'll probably take it up and they'll probably do away with this offended observer status. But folks right now, we don't have to be mad at the 11th circuit and we don't need to be mad at SCOTUS. They didn't do anything wrong on this. Uh, Thomas and Gorsuch both commented on this and they both commented very well. And uh, You know, I I can't argue uh, Thomas would have just as soon heard this as it stands and dealt with it. And that's fine. That would have been a good way to go, too. But it's not really what they're playing this up. They play this up as though it's a, a win for the atheist. It's not a win for the atheist. It's just procedural. It's just a procedural thing. Now, I tend to agree with Thomas in the sense that, you know, we're just kind of wasting time here because we ought to be throwing an offended observer out the window, out the door anyways. But uh, at the same time, there's just a misunderstanding here. And I wanted to use this as an opportunity to illustrate why it is that that this court stuff is so so tricky to report on and so tricky to understand and how easy it is to be manipulated. And this happens on both sides, left and right. You know, the media, depending on whether they are left or right, will report any given case through the lens of a biased observer, right? And they don't necessarily understand the nuance. Then left or right, depending on how the story is written, is mad and it all goes to hell. So anyways, I just thought that was an interesting thing. I thought you all might be interested in that one. Uh, You need to get yourself a Genesis HOCL. I love using that product with my my Kofix, uh you know Kofix gets rid of the germs and the genesis pre- prevents them from transmitting through the air it's a great product if you use out loud code at checkout for one or both of those products you get a great discount and they're great products i use them in my house we use them with our family and i really appreciate the products. so i would encourage you guys to to get these products make use of them and uh, keep your family safe and healthy I also encourage you to come back tomorrow, listen to the show, share the show. Thank you all very much and have a great day.